Hey, can you believe it's been 20 years? 20 years of Randy Orton? Like, where's time gone? That's a long goddamn time. <laughs> this dude was wrestling when we was in high school. But we have to say, we knew he had that it factor. Houston, we have a problem. Yes! Welcome to this episode of the Wrestling Round Now podcast. Now, 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 now. <laughs> Real Dwayne Allen here. Yes, sir. Has the third brother Hugh here. Yes, that's me. Yeah, how y'all feeling? I'm great. I'm <laughs> feeling lovely. Darn good, man. Feeling pretty darn good. It was, a, yeah. it was a little chilly outside, so I had to throw on a Wrestling Round hoodie, you know, available <laughs> on, online at uh, WrestlingRound.com. Hey! One. It's right there. See, boom. Right. <laughs> Hold on, we can do that. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> it's funny, I had to fill in for a golf show the other day, and then it was like, I'm sitting there like putting together the pod, right? And it was like air horns, and it was like a spot where it goes. I was like, oh, so you got to put this in manually, but you know, we can just do press one button. <laughs> but like, how many hoodies can you wear? And get an extra piece of chicken from Royal Farms. Mm. <laughs> I'll wait. Just, just one. <laughs> you know, uh, right after Fight Club in D.C., me and Brother Hugh stepped in the Royal Farms. And, uh, you know, the guy straight told Brother Hugh, like, look, I'm going to give you an extra piece of chicken because I with that hoodie. And I was yeah. like, yo. <laughs> got, a new, about it. got new followers off the hoodie. New See? followers off and the cheating. hoodie. Uh-uh. Walking billboard. Yes, sir. <laughs> That's what it's all about. Shout out to Kofi Weaston in the uh, live Twitch, as always, from the Dirty Here oh, we podcast. go. Let's we get it popping. Man, how y'all feeling, though? I'm good. I'm good. I just came off a nice little day with my niece at the zoo. Hey, you know, wonderful, wonderful, yes, wonderful. Sir, yes, sir. But uh, how you feeling, Brian? <sighs> You know, another day, another day, another day I'm here. Uh, I'm good, though. Um, you know, I've been real busy on a Patreon. Y'all go check that out. As low as $1, you can get some content. And then, you know, you, you want to be a Patreon, get 10, spend $10, you can get extra content. You really want to get behind the scenes to see how we put these great shows together when we in a studio. Just yes, 20 bucks a month. But if you, anything you sow a seed into this great Wrestling Realm show will be Mighty happy, proud. Uh, matter of fact, let me go ahead and um, well, give a, a shout out to our new Patreons. Last week, I told you when we was here, we had the Daily Smart and we had Brother Cal. But guess what? Since then, we've added some more Patreons. We've added uh, Queen PR from those wrestling girls. We added PR. it's Jay Rich, Justin Avalis. Uh, make sure you give him a follow on Twitter. We added 
two longtime supporters from day one, baby. That being the one and only, we'll see him this weekend, Dr. D. And of Dr. course, Dizzle. the shark. My guy. Yeah, follow up by the shark, Sean Williams. And yeah, then last, but certainly yeah. not least, from the Banks versus Davis podcast, the realest Banks him, or I should say, says the I am not Banks and on Twitter. So we want to give a special thank you to each and every one of them who have decided to invest in the wrestling realm. And we promise you, it's not too many things I can promise because there's not a lot of things in my control. But y'all know me. This is what I want the most out of life when it comes to career-wise. And that's this wrestling business. Uh, we promise we'll give you great content. Dig it! Oh, yeah. <laughs> But uh yeah, so you know, um, you, you know, uh the realness is in the building, you know, he's hiding behind right now, you know. But he did say that uh, you know, he got some special stuff coming to the Patreon. You want to let the people know now, you want to let them know later. Now nah, we can let them know now, absolutely. I will officially be finally doing realness reacts, it'll be exclusively on Patreon where I can do and say whatever I want to. I'll be able uh -oh. to explore a lot of different topics in depth. It'll be a lot of hot takes. It'll be uh, quite a few conversations, and I'll definitely be uh, incorporating uh, a Q&A so, you know, the fans can kind of get to know me a little bit better and get my take on some subjects that we don't always get a chance to cover on the show, but I'm looking forward to it, man. It's going to be really, really fun and exciting. It's been something I've been working on for a while. Um, if anybody knows the realm, we've been – I used to do the Realness Report. Mm -hmm. You know, it was, uh, it, was, it, was, uh, it was written, editorial style, and then mm -hmm. um, Realness Reacts was uh, – was a short piece that was for Instagram for a little bit where it was just basic sound bites. But you know what? I think it the, you know, the brand is expanding at a rapid rate, you know what I mean? And and now's the time to kind of, you know, just come in and do my own thing. You know, I got, you know, we add another show to the roster. So uh Realness Reacts will be coming very, very soon to Patreon. And I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm extremely excited about it, man. It's just trust me, it's something you're not gonna want to miss. And if you if you thought I gave people something to talk about before, oh best believe I plan on doing the same thing ten times over. So, looking forward to it. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to it, man. Um, especially you know, your brother's busy, so sometimes the way to catch up on how each other feel, if not the group chat, is just consuming content. <laughs> you know, I've never one time I think um, I hadn't talked to Dwayne in a couple of days. He's like, "Yeah, man, I, I listened to your show." I was like, "Oh, you did." <laughs> I was like, well, I guess you would, but you was like, yeah, listen to your show. And, and hold on, sidebar. I'm watching. Um, so, matter of fact, you know how we do it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Spit it out. What you watch? <laughs> so, I'm watching Unforgiven 2003, mm -hmm. and Stacy Keebler Tess caught and uh, Scott Steiner caught my attention. Oh, my man, Tess. Yeah, I was about to say that's why I brought it up because I know, like, when we was in middle school, yo. That was Hughes' guy. He would walk around oh. school. Tuss, tuss. Yes, this is a test. <laughs> what? Yes, that song used to rock, bro. Yeah, he would walk around saying, "I never knew." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. If I'm not mistaken, Hughes' guys was Kane, Tess, and Billy Gunn. Yep. Okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah. everybody like Austin and Rock, but you know, you know how you everybody got like 
the ones that everybody like, and then you got the ones that like maybe just you like. That's how it was. No, yeah, I mean everybody. Everybody has that group of guys like <laughs> these are my personal favorites. So. Yeah, but yeah, Stacy Keebler was really in a love triangle with these two dudes. That's the crazy part. How far did Scott Skyner fall off though? My man was at Royal Rumble, no way mm-hmm. out. Wasn't at WrestleMania uh, nineteen, mm-hmm. and then you know he was no longer back in the world title picture. I mean, I went back and watched the era briefly, not mm-hmm. briefly, but like probably a couple months ago, like you know, probably during the pandemic era of everything. Yeah, and I, I thought there was some sort of blow up between like Scott Steiner and the WWE. Maybe he was written off TV for something like that, but it just turns out he got injured. Mm-hmm. And then when he and when he recovered from injury, he just went straight to CNA and we started working part time for full time money. So yeah. uh, when you look at his run during that era, it's like, man, whatever happened to Scott? Because he was kind of he was kind of being primed to be a top guy, which which he was naturally. You know, it was it was the light that we haven't seen in WWE, obviously right. in WCW. But I was like, whatever happened to him? I researched and it's like, oh no, he just got injured and then he didn't want to come back. He just decided to go to TNA. By the time he was out for a while, though, you know, wrestling, he was out for like a year and a half. Yeah, you know, and his contract ran out, and you know he chose not to resign. Decided to go to TNA, probably considerably similar money to work mm-hmm. nowhere near the date. So, yeah, you know, you out once that's that can be a lifetime. Now you know, WWE Hall of Famer. <laughs> How about that? Yep. But yeah, uh, brother Hugh, what you watched this week? Um, let me. Hey, I'm honestly, <laughs> Dwayne put that uh. That Jay Lethal, <laughs> that Jay Lethal <laughs> yeah. he put it in the uh, in the chat like what, a couple days ago. Man, I've been just I've been I must have watched that bad boy like a hundred times, man, and just been laughing my butt off. I went back watched all of uh, uh, Jay Lethal's like old stuff when he was uh, Black Machismo and all that stuff. Man, he that that guy he could really impersonate. Man, he like he has a talent. He has a talent. It was just I was just in here geeking. You know how I am. I'm a big clown, so. You always get me. I got you. <laughs> Dang, he caught you slipping, brother. He did. He did. He did. I'm gonna let him have it. I'm let him have it, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, that's that's basically what I've been watching. I didn't really watch anything of uh, any relevance mm-hmm. this week. Just a, a lot of work, actually. But you know. Yeah. How about you? Yeah. How about you, realness? Um, outside of you know Raw and and SmackDown and everything else, I watched. Uh, I was watching um TNA Sacrifice 2007. Oh, okay. And uh, the main event is see, see, you can go back, you know, back in those days, TNA was my enemy because yeah. I was, you know, I like I wanted TNA to be really, really good, but then, you know, it's just like oh geez, I don't like it when my favorite wrestlers are split, right? Got you. Because that means no more action figures, no more seeing them on TV, no more T-shirts. Because if you like seeing WCW, WWE, look at here, here I go with this realness react stuff. When WCW <laughs> and WWE were on the same playing field, when mm-hmm. one went to the other company, there was no drop off. You were going to get an action figure, you were going to get a t shirt, you were going to get TV exposure, whether you liked it or not, booking, you know, here or there, regardless, you want to see it. And, you know, everybody in TNA was an upstart, but, uh, you know, I digress. So, uh, you know, in 2007, I was scared of T. I was like, oh, geez, Kurt Angle left. But uh, it was Sting versus Kurt Angle versus Christian in the main event for the NWA uh, title. It was, a, it was a strange period in time because this was around the time Kurt Angle had just um, – they were about to transition from the NWA titles. They were dropping the NWA from TNA completely, and they were going to come out with their own titles. Mm-hmm. And um, triple threat match between Sting, Kurt Angle, Christian, 
Um, three of them pretty much in their prime. Well, not really Sting, but, you know, Sting was still running and gunning. And uh, currently ended up coming up with the win. You know, they, they didn't really announce him to be the NWA world champion. He's now as the, you know, world heavyweight champion. And not too long after that, he debuted the, you know, you know, we well, let's put this way. We, we saw, we were introduced to the official TNA world heavyweight championship title. So, you know, I can go back and appreciate the good wrestling match that it was, you know, and it kind of takes me back to a place, you know, where I was as a wrestling fan, which is always fun. So, yep, that's what I watched. Sacrifice 2007 TNA wrestling. Cool, man. Yeah. A lot of this stuff, you know, um, like we was talking about this probably episodes ago on Pluto. Yep. You can watch, uh, you know, a lot of TNA wrestling and you see, man, they had a lot of good matches, you know. And and just the thing I do like about going back and watching old stuff is mm-hmm. you're not caught up into the actual booking of the stories. You're literally just watching the match. You might obviously remember like some of the stories if you. You know, especially with the attitude there and stuff, but like really with the ruthless aggression era or TNA or even Ring of Honor, you'll just look at like, all right, I just want to see this match and these two people against each other and just take it on the surface what it is. It can help sometimes. Like, I'm actually enjoying this test, this Scott Steiner match, but at the time, I don't think I was like really like, oh man, I gotta go see this. This is going, you know, it's the second match on the card. You know, that could be a death slot sometimes. Right. Yeah. You know, so. That's how it is, you know. Um, uh, yeah, before we get into today's show, just want to give a quick uh, what do they say, housekeeping, uh, or, or housekeeping, or, uh, <laughs> housekeeping. Uh, let people know. Um, you know, we mentioned Patreon, I got a couple episodes on there. Um, I talked about AEW Dark being a demotion, and I also talked about the women's division and how I personally believe the women just aren't getting treated fairly as my reactions. To Becky Lynch's comments. Um, if the fellas want to talk about it later, they shall do so. But also make sure you check out this week's wrestling for the culture. I had Jay Bougie on ahead of his match with um Reverend Ron T. Hunt. And I- I'm supposed to be, I know I'm supposed to be uh mutual. Yeah, but, brother. Uh, how you gonna pull this one off? <laughs> but mm-hmm. I'm not <laughs> because if uh if Jay wins, then I gotta wear crocs and uh, I don't yeah, wear buddy. Crocs. So uh I'm looking me, for the good brother. You- I'm gonna get you some gibbets too, man. Man, what, I, what? I hope I hope you don't know, he wins. you don't know about the gibbets, man. You put See, the he's little, he's put out of little, touch, man. Right. See, no, no, I'm an old man. Nah, no, no, man. I'm gonna get, I'm get you. I'm gonna get you some gibbets, man, to put on your Crocs. Yeah, make them nope. nice and pretty for you. Look, look, look. Jay was on there talking reckless about sports mode and all that. Everything else, we had a great interview, great conversation. When we went to the Crocs, I'm like, no, I'm not I'm not doing it. So. Looking for the good brother, Reverend Ron T. Hunt. You know, we spent some time down at uh, Wally Mania. So I, he said he got me. He said he's going to take care of business in the ring May 20th. So that's what I'm looking forward to happening because I don't want to wear the Crocs. No disrespect, Ron. But let's go, Jay Bizzle. Let's go. <laughs> let's go, baby. We were the rum going to be split in the building. <laughs> we'll Wouldn't that be crazy Crocs. if... Wouldn't it be crazy if Brandish all of a sudden likes Crocs and he wants to get like wrestling run version of Crocs? Like, oh, I, I right. actually win this now. He's actually comfortable. That's right. what I'm scared of. That's what, every, that's what everybody says. Oh, no, just take your feet Wait, like this. Wait, you wear Crocs? No, I don't. See, that's oh. the thing. Everybody, everybody keeps it like, I've had a football player like, Coach, uh-huh. I ain't going to lie to you, man. You might as well hey. try and make your feet feel good. I'm like, oh, man, wait a minute now. They do. They do. This testosterone child is uh, telling me I should try them out, but and he has, you know, feet like mine. So I'm like, oh. I still Man. haven't bought a pair. 
but they are they are but you have dumb. a pair like, yo it was funny he came he came over the house for something right um yeah. <laughs> I, I mean you know he over here all the time so it's nothing so i was like wait you, he getting the car he's like yeah right, yo, i'm about to go shoot the football game I'm like you got crocs on <laughs> i was like why you got on crocs I'm telling man. you, it's like it's the it's the best of both worlds. It's a shoe and it's a slide. Like, come on, man, and it's comfortable. Like, what's that's what everybody says. That's a I stick part. with these. I stick with the slides. Look, I got, I got slides too. I ain't, you know. I know. I know how you you really come through. He's like, look, all right, you know, we gonna be over here all day. Put my take my shoes off. Ah, put my slides on. All right, where we at? Where we at, Brian? Where we going? All right, you know, we get see, the shoes. Here's the catch, though. Here's what everybody tells me. Like, listen, man, you know you got flat feet, so um, the Crocs uh-huh. they provide, you know, uh, better comfort and stability for your feet. And I'm like, ah, man. Hmm. There you know, it is. If, if, if my feet right, my knees is right, my hips right, my back is right. So now I'm like, ah. Even the kids be like, just get a pair. Don't, we wanted, <laughs> don't, we don't even choose the color. We'll just get a pair. I'm like, ah. So, Do it, Dwayne. Get it. I'm fighting yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, so I, I can't wait for the matches. Uh, you know, you got the <clears throat> excuse me, got the takeover versus Shane Taylor promotion. So that's gonna be a good one coming up in New Jersey. But um, what is this? Is this the right button? Let's get into today's show. <laughs> we got Randy Orton. Randy Orton, man, 20 years. 20 is- years? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. Wow. We about to we about to talk about Randall Keith Orton and his mm-hmm. 20 years in the WWE. That's what we ready to talk about. Yes, sir. Hold on. Hold on. Hold, hold, hold on. One minute. No, I can't. There's no way in the world I'm, I'm gonna miss this one. Like I can't. It's Randy Orton for goodness sake. Hold on, give me a second. Boom. He's here. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the realness. We were playing the music, but we ain't trying to get flagged for copyright. But uh <laughs> The realness is in the building. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> you, you know, this is they got a... <laughs> this just in the realness is in the building. This music oh, in my head, I'm jamming. It, it, it's hey, one, it, it's you, good man. to see you your you. face again. <laughs> I and, arrived. And, 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 and we sure the, the ladies love it too. Uh, I'm back in the space again. <laughs> now we got to give him the physical space here. I know, right? <laughs> I'm back in the space again. <laughs> but yeah, Randy Orton, man. Randy Orton is back. 20 years. And how old is Randy Orton, by the way? I, I don't even count. I know he's in his 40s, early 40s. I think 42, 41. Yeah, I would say about 42. 42. That's when you need that a is. Hold on. Um, I'm already on it. Hold on. Oh, okay. <laughs> cool. Unreal. Yeah, your computer probably moved faster than mine. Don't insult your computer that way. That's not cool. I know, right? Hey, look, man. Me and me and this thing, I ain't even gonna call her, her. You know, I know that's usually what guys do, but not in this case. It, it don't even uh, deserve the pronoun. Whoa, that's y'all got, <laughs> y'all got a lot going on over there. Yeah, <laughs> that's got a little personal. What 42. about you, bro? 42 years old, man. Come on yep. now. That was 42. right. Yep. <laughs> what you want a cookie? <laughs> 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 Acknowledge me. Did you? <laughs> so I know. Did you see Carmelo Hayes say that? And then he put tweeted, "Read my lips to um the young Usos, uh, Sokoa's, uh the baby brother." No, I, I didn't catch that. that. Yeah, yeah, he was like, that. "Read my lips," and then everybody was like, "Oh, he really said acknowledge me." 
But yeah, um, yeah, Randy Orton, 42 years old. 20 years in the business. You're talking about a homegrown guy. He's never gone anywhere else, never trained anywhere else. Straight legend, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's crazy that uh, you hear a lot of people say that uh, Randy Orton went from being a legend killer to the legend. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's like where do we begin? I think I think when when I watch Raw and uh, the respect that has been paid to Randy Orton for his accomplishments, um, you know, to 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 the WWE and, and just his overall career, man. Well, I thought I thought it was definitely the right move to do at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean you. He's a once in a lifetime talent. You know what I mean? And he, he doesn't always get the credit that he deserves, but he definitely deserves to be celebrated for his longevity. And just like, think about it at 42 years old, Diamond Dallas Page was just winning his first WCW World Heavyweight Championship. You know what I mean? Like, you know, that was 99, 2000 ish. He was top guy. You know, Randy Orton, 20 years, 20 years skin in the game. Unreal stuff, man. He's given us countless memories. And he's one of the reasons I started watching wrestling again. Him yeah. and Shelton Benjamin around 2003-ish, 4-ish, that era. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, I saw him. He was the Intercontinental Champion. I believe he was with Evolution at the time. And I was, and I, I watched a match between him and Shelton Benjamin. And I was like, oh, okay, wait a minute. These, like, I remember seeing Randy Orton before that because I remember watching SmackDown. I was, we were playing SmackDown. I believe Here Comes the Pain. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he was on that. I, I didn't like Who's this guy with these, the shorts? And then, you know, we saw him on SmackDown with the bowl cut and the uh, and, and the blue shorts and stuff like that. And I remember saying, like, you know, he's he's got a good size to him. This guy might be – I could see him being a top guy one day. And I didn't pay any mind because I was fake watching wrestling. Like, when I mean fake watching wrestling was my brother was watching it. And I was like, oh, I'm not watching wrestling. It's not the same. But I would sit there like this and watch for about 15, 20 minutes and catch up what was going on. And yeah. I would tell myself – Oh, I was, I'm trying to keep up with what's going on for the game, you know, because we will always play the game. And, uh, <laughs> you know, but eventually he became one of those guys. And I was like, okay. And he did not disappoint. I mean, we all have our favorite Randy Orton runs, you know, from top to bottom, heel, face, whatever. But um, unbelievable talent. Unbelievable talent. So he, he deserves to be celebrated. Where's the applause at? Can we celebrate Randy Orton? Where's the applause? Yeah, let's, let's do that one on there. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm so it's actually that was the first match I mentioned earlier. Second match is Randy Orton. Um, you know, back to it's I'm only fitting three. Randy Orton versus Shawn Michaels. I want to know this. Oh, shout out to Queen PR just jumped in the uh chat. I want to know this when did y'all realize he was gonna be a star? Like for me, the moment he was in evolution, I knew from there, Hall of Famer, and I know that's saying a lot. And I remember, for the sake of this conversation, I'm going to mention this person's name. I remember talking to my former co-host, my cousin, Bear. And this is long before Russell talked with Bear and B-Dub. It was just, you know, them random times we see each other. Oh, wow. That had talking. been a while ago. Yeah, this is like, we're talking 2003 when we oh, had yeah, this that's conversation. Really, yeah, that's... And I said to him, um, we was talking, and he was like, yo, you just look at Randy. He's got it. Like, mm-hmm. the presence... The look, the moves, he had it. And so, like, for me, it was instant. I knew he was going to be, like, special. When did it click for y'all? See, because, like, you know, obviously, I ain't know Dwayne yet, and he was in high, a high school. We went to separate high schools, and he ain't uh, answer his phone. Nope. <laughs> so when did it click <laughs> for y'all that you knew he was going to be special? 
I would say for me, but first of all, I, did, I never even really liked him. But once okay. he got rid of that dumb move, what was it, the overdrive or whatever? Yeah, I think he so. Took, he took it back. He took <laughs> it way back. He when he got overdrive. rid of that mess, I was like, oh my gosh. But but you're right. You're, you're correct. As soon as I saw him the very first time when he debuted, you can mm-hmm. tell he had some something about him and that he was going to be a big main player down the road. Um, I would say the pivot, like the changing point was, was I would say evolution. Like you said, mm-hmm. once he joined evolution, you knew, oh, he's in there with the big dogs. Yep. Triple H, Ric Flair, you know, he's been chosen. He's the one. Mm-hmm. So it's like he had no choice but to grow and be this, this, this superstar, this, me- this megastar, this legend. You know, mm-hmm. just being around those type of guys at that time, they were running things, you know? Yeah. So that had to be it for me. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I was going to say real quick, I, I'm not going not gonna to lie to you. Y'all know I'm not a Batista fan by any means. Like, uh, uh, you know, he, he'll well, hold fame. Well, well, neither uh, am I. I got but, uh, 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 see, one uh, of my guys. Yeah, like I get heat for it all the time. But um, I couldn't stand him. I didn't think like that about Batista. So it wasn't just because he was with the, you know, association with Triple H and uh, Ric Flair. It wasn't just because of that. Like to me, it was what I saw out of Randy Orton. Not just because like they chose him, you know, mm-hmm. because we seen Triple H with other people, you know, and, but like Orton, Orton was special. And and, was. and he's, he lived up to expectations. I mean, you knew you you just knew that they was going to nurture what he had, though. You know what I'm saying? Once he joined Evolution, and you mm-hmm. knew they was going to take that and just push him to the moon. Those two guys right there, just right off the top. Come on, man! You can't lose with that. Mm-hmm. Plus, his father is in the background. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I think one of the greatest things that Randy could have done is um when he uh, paid respects to Mick Foley um, in his you know his Hall of Fame speech that he was given, as I oh, call gosh. it. You know, as he was celebrating his 20 years, he, you know, he said, you know, first and foremost, I want to be the first one to say, if it wasn't for McFoley, I wouldn't be in the situation I am now. He's usually not the first person you hear people think. So I think that was refreshing to hear him give him, uh, you know, props and kudos because it was like fuse like that, that he had with McFoley that it put him in a different space. But McFoley was notorious for taking people and putting him in that space. Right. Uh, Mick Foley. Down. That's a show. I mean, that's that's we got to do a superstar spotlight on, on the, the the genius and the career mm-hmm. McFoley, because you you look at McFoley did look at three guys that he kind of took to the moon when they were in rough places, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the the Undertaker didn't really know what they were doing with him at the time. Mankind debuts, right? Yep. His historic. Um, look at Triple H, right? Every time, every time Triple H needed some grit or some edge. Or someone to kind of, you know, give him, you know, in both situations, that's Cactus Jack, right? Mm-hmm. You you look at uh um the rock, you know what I mean? Tuning them up for for the big dance, you know what I mean? Facts. Those the the brutal, 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 brutal matches they used to have, right? And then you and then you look at Randy Orton, he did the same thing. You gotta be a special talent to be able to do that. Ric Flair is another one that, that does that very well. Sting, you know what I mean? And now Randy Orton. Randy Orton has has done that same thing for so many younger superstars coming up right. that you know was done for him. Right. So Mick Foley, his feud with Mick Foley, um, obviously his feud with Triple H, uh, you know, and then 
I would say for me, it was his feat with The Undertaker. He was so young, but I remember yeah. I was polarized by that feud. They did it so well, especially with his father involved. Yeah, Cowboy Bob. I love the run with him and his father. His father was this manager. Like it doesn't get any better than that because he got to be ace again, right? Mm-hmm. He got he got to you know kind of be an older version of himself, which was perfect because it fit right into the storyline, you know. Yeah. Um, but like I remember, I I used to find myself going back and watching young Randy Orton matches, you know, and and because he was just that good. There were some errors I didn't like. Anything where Randy Orton had the bald head, I don't like it. I never like ball hit Randy Orton. I'm just that guy. That's like 2012, though, right? No, he had multiple ball. He has a ball hit now. Okay. I'm not a fan of it, but you know, you get older, <laughs> more mature. You have to. You yeah, know, man, you, gotta... you can't. We can't be hating on the ball people just because you know you got your good hair still. No, nah, it, it, it ain't that good. But I just I prefer. <laughs> you know, Randy Orton. You know, Randy Orton's like any other pro. He changes his look based off what era he's in. You know, based mm-hmm. off what he's trying to do. So. Um, I'm sorry. I'm was, sorry. I'm sorry. That's that's a nice mug. <laughs> yeah, oh, the one he keeps sipping on right there. Yeah, that's a nice mug. Where, where can, can I get one? Of those? Yeah, where can I get those? Right there on the screen, wrestlingrealmnow.com. Oh, okay, okay, all right, thank you. <laughs> that's what happens when you had a market manager on the show. Ain't it, ain't it great? Ain't it great? <laughs> I was drinking my keto coffee though. Oh, okay. Yeah, with 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 non dairy almond creamer, oh and guess God. what? I ain't even put sugar in it. No sugar? No sugar. I ain't had no sugar since uh, Easter. Proud wish of I myself. Could, wish I could say the same. Struggle. <laughs> see, that's why I gotta stay away from you because you like to eat candy, brother. Now, see, I got a whole bag of almonds. <laughs> I'm fine as long as I'm away from it. But if it's in my face, yeah. I'm like this, uh, and I gotta make right. a decision. It's a good chance I'm not gonna make the right decision. <laughs> Let me tell you how much I love my children. Honest. Monday, I made them French fries. Oh, Today, go. I made them chicken nuggets mm-hmm. in the air fryer. Now I had Snapper. Like I made that was the first time I ever made Snapper, and I was like, oh, this, this is pretty good. But I was like, huh? Bones? Any bones? Mm-hmm. Nah, boneless. You know, and this is the first boneless. time I was like, was man. Red snapper? It's a hey, look, it said it in the bag. Right, my bad. I'm getting carried away with fish. <laughs> right, right. Oh, no, it was, but it, you know, but I was like, look, <laughs> shoot. I'm a, I'm a snapper. Okay. But um, yeah, so you know, I made sure I mean I've been eating healthy. You know, I'm trying to I'm trying to get back down to like when we did that first photo shoot. When yeah, you know we'll, the two we'll extra was hanging off of me, <laughs> like like right that picture over there. Well, y'all can't see it, but that's when I knew. All good, man. Trust me. When he was doing the Brian Waters pose, that's the Brian. Show me the Brian. Hey, hey. By the way, who does it better, him or Gacy? Me. He got that from me when we was uh when, when we was at uh, CZW. Uh, CZW. <laughs> wow. All right, Brown we don't need Waters that spoke. to go viral. <laughs> they were like, Joe, podcaster claims Joe Gacy stole it. Like, no, it's a joke. No, it's a joke. <laughs> hey, I, I don't care what they say as long as they subscribe. <laughs> right. Got two words for you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, you know, just talk about uh, Randy Orton. Um, you look at him. Here's a guy who. When you really think about all the stuff that he's done, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, like even through his, you know, challenges and his immaturity, he still like rose above and rose to the occasion. And like he said to Drew McIntyre, it was like so real. He was like, "Yeah, I may have messed up, but I was so good they kept me around." You know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> hey, yo. Oh, that's typical Randy Orton. He's a jerk. 
<laughs> right. It's like because he got first of all, Randy Orton got I think Randy Orton got fired. Because remember, he had three strikes. Remember the wellness policy? Yeah. He had three strikes and like sat out for a year and came back. <laughs> but, but no, he wasn't. I don't think he was out a whole year. I don't because think it was we, that long either. But yeah, we like, were trying to do this the, the math the of a day on um, Mac Mania. Randy Orton in the 20 years has never missed all four of the big four. You know what I mean? Like usually somebody on top, they'll take a year off. Randy Orton's never took a whole year off. Anyway, sorry, I just threw <laughs> me off. He's such but a yeah, jerk. It's funny. Yeah, right. <laughs> like <laughs> typical heel, Randy. You know, he, and, and like, I think the worst part is sorry. I was it's terrible. No, no, he, go ahead. Yeah, he wasn't lying. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's the funny right. thing. Right. Everybody knows Randy Orton's history. He's like, look, man, you making excuses. You must not have been that good because I did all that stuff and more, and they didn't get rid of me. So, yeah, he even said like, you know, he said it's embarrassing when he think like now to. When he's, you know, there's that cameraman that's been there 20 years. Oh, yeah, we remember when Randy used to put holes in the wall. Like, look at Cody Rose. He come back. He said, Randy's nice. No, yeah. No, <laughs> you're not supposed to be that way. I'm sure Shawn Michaels went through the same thing when he returned. Yeah. It, yeah. As, as, yeah. As born against Shawn Michaels. And people are like, well, nah, I'm not buying it. <laughs> well, it's funny you say Shawn Michaels, right? Mm-hmm. Because as I'm watching this match, I forgot how long it was before he put that dumb knee brace on. I know he had to wear it, but it changed his look. Like, he still got, like, the Shawn Michaels tights that you like. You know yes. what I mean? This is 2003. So he, he's he, been there a year. He, he debuts those pants literally at, like, WrestleMania. That WrestleMania oh, he comes out with those black trunks. With Cena? It, no, with um, Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle, yep. yep. Because oh, when, that was you WrestleMania watch, 20. when you watch the video packages up to that point, you know, mm-hmm. the matches that he's having, before then he still has the tights on. Like, he has the long tights. Right. And and he has the brace underneath the tights, but it's kind of bulky at one point. But he yeah. just, I mean WrestleMania 21. Yeah, yep. <laughs> yeah. Ray, Ray Mysterio switched to the baggy tights for the same reason. Once you know they put those knee braces on. So but see, it don't like Ray looks still cool. <laughs> like it just works for him. Maybe because you know Shawn Michaels was so like I had to get used to the bag. I was it I had to get used to it. It took me a little <laughs> bit, but <laughs> Randy Orton, let's not get off yeah. track. You know, that's about Shawn Michaels in those pants. I that, that man was almost scarred, bro. Look at him. Yeah, <laughs> it's a tough subject for me. You know, I, I I still don't watch certain Shawn Michaels matches based off his attire. Like, nope, not feeling that gear. I'm not watching it. Nope. Out like like I will never watch him versus Jeff Jarrett for the Intercontinental Championship. Not feeling the gear. Not watching it. That's just type fan. That's just type fan. I am. Because all the leopards in it. No, I just didn't like the color. I said, not stupid. See, like Shawn Michaels had like. Certain style, his 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 wrist gauntlets, yeah, will sometimes be either matches tights or they would match to something that was the design inside of his heart. So if he had like tiger stripes, yeah, that when he wore like the black and gold tiger stripes inside the hearts, but then he wore the black and gold tiger stripe wrist gauntlets. Wouldn't feel it. What about the doodle browns? No, nobody stop. Chalk line has nerved this all those joints. <laughs> he yeah, man, that's. The doo doo browns. <laughs> oh, they was, yo, somebody, I, they were just so happy to have him back. They should like, come on, y'all. God dang. Yeah. Oh, real friend would have said, Shawn Michaels, man, I understand you saving and you trying to change stuff, but you ain't got to change your look that much. Right. Because he came back on Raw not too long in that with HBK going down the side. I said, bro, you disappoint me, man. Put mm-hmm. the pants back on. You can right still ones. be the heartbreak kid. <laughs> Yeah, like man, this is like like man, it's entertainment, man. You don't gotta really live this way. You, you don't gotta check. People know you different, man. You don't. You gotta know what I everything. found today? I found a clip of him on Jenny Jones. Wow, that's now, how you know you grew up in the nineties. Uh-huh. No, I, wrestling classic. Shout out to my man Justin over there, right? 
And I'm sitting there. I'm like, now I watched because y'all know I ain't watch cartoons. So me and my sister was watching shows we had no business watching, like Jenny Jones, Ricky Lake, all the daytime stuff, the daytime shows, or or like the late night shows, you know. And um, was was was, was he was he uh all black, just black vest, no shirt? Yeah, something like that. Okay, and yeah, and it. And so I'd never seen the clip before, and it was like the women was like, "Can we touch your chest?" And then it was like swarming to him, and I was like, "You know, clearly this is like I want to say he looked like he was Intercontinental Champion Shawn Michaels right before. Maybe he was just becoming WWE Champion. It didn't look like he was Attitude Era Shawn, just based on the way his demeanor was, mm-hmm. and like his face didn't look rough yet. And so I was like, "Wow, that's interesting. I ain't never seen this clip before." Mm. But yeah, that's yeah. But you know, uh, back to the uh, you know, back to Orton. Uh, it's it's really good to see. What's your favorite Randy Orton gear? It's like <laughs> <laughs> WrestleMania, <laughs> WrestleMania uh, thirty six. Mm-hmm. I like that with him and the Fiend. Um, it, it, you know, one time I, was, I actually saw the toy in the store the other day, and I Bur- thought about uh, what Bur- you said. Burnt Fiend, huh? Was it Burnt Fiend? Yeah, remember when Randy Orton had the white yeah, trunks? The white trunks, yeah, yeah. Oh, you talking about white trunks, Randy Orton from? Yeah, because you asked okay. me what was. Yeah, I said his match. Uh, oh, okay, that was, yeah, got it. Yeah, no, that was thirty-seven. I'm sorry, but yeah, um, I, I, I was like, you know, I like that gear, and I just said that really because it was the only one that like was different. Because <laughs> most of the time it's the same thing, just a different color scheme. Him, he was like the Rock with that point, and, yeah. and it, I always say like Randy Orton, Rock. If you want to look at your perfect wrestler, there it is. You know what I mean? Um, remember, I called he for that a couple years ago saying that, yeah, definitely. I remember when you first said it. <laughs> do you, do you, where does he rank in all time greats for y'all? He's up there, like, there's, mm-hmm. they, there's no denying what he's what he's been able to do. When mm-hmm. you look at his size, look, delivery, drawing power, you know, and he's nowhere near finished, like, he he has lofty goals, right? Mm-hmm. Um. When's the last time we've seen a homegrown WWE guy as successful as him in, in, in terms of what he's been able to do in history, as far as drawing power, memories, all that stuff? And you're talking about a guy that's only 42 years old right now, right? right. The only person I can think of, to be honest with you, is, is probably The Undertaker. You know what I mean? I, I'm sure there's somebody else out there, but I'm like, man, you're talking about longevity for how long and how young he was? Who who got started at 20-something? Was a star by 22 outside? Like, like you could... It would be like The Rock, but The Rock eventually like, yeah, left. He's not, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like Randy Orton's been there all the way through. He has never entertained going anywhere else. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like man, it's just it's unreal when you think about it. But it's like he wants. He said himself, "I want to be next next to the Undertaker as far as how long I plan on being here." Like I figured it out. I know how to take care of my body. I know how to keep doing what I need to do. That's that's a goal for me. Hang with you know Riddle. Hanging with Riddle, hang, hanging with young guys. Sometimes, they, like honestly, that, that stuff like that keeps you young. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, we we watched Randy Orton, many versions of him over the years, and I think he's at a place in his career where he's kind of untouchable. So he's allowed to be more honest about what he's feeling, mm-hmm. what he's doing, and um, you know when he when he kind of made the promo, he said, you know, "This this is the most fun I've had in twenty years." I think he's telling the truth, yeah. is because think about it. When you look at that match they had at WrestleMania, it's RK Bro, Street Profits, and um and and uh Otis and uh, Chad Gable, right? Mm-hmm. They're all young dudes, except one guy. Ray Dewan's a top guy, main event guy, and they came out with a bang. I wasn't expecting that match. I wasn't even looking forward to that match. Like it was it was gonna be, you know, added bonus, but I 
it turned out to be one of my favorite matches of the weekend because of just how they delivered. And you had yeah. one, you have one veteran in the ring. It was Randy Orton and all young boys. Like let's mm-hmm. let's let's call it what it is, right? And the fact that how did were, that pop come across on TV? It was massive. Okay. I, I can only imagine how it sounded in person because of how it sounded on TV. And, I, and that's what I kept saying in the group text. He'll say, yo, they're loud in there. Like usually anybody's gone to a wrestling show. When you watch wrestling on TV, it's it's not that it's not that serious. Like it's it's mm-hmm. bland, it's it's regular. Like you, you know, because the way that technology works with the only audio feed you get is what's delivered straight through the camera to your TV set. Mm-hmm. It don't sound that crazy. But you can go to a regular Raw or regular SmackDown and anybody's music hits and it's loud. It, yeah. it, it it's this adrenaline rush. You get excited about everybody coming out because just of the rush of the crowd. Mm-hmm. Right. And like I said, that doesn't come across on TV. So yeah. every time I'm watching from home or on the run or whatever, whatever situation where I'm not there live and I hear it that loud, I said, I know it's loud in there. Mm-hmm. I said, because if it sounds that loud on TV, I can only imagine where it is actually in person. So, and he set like they set the tone for yeah. the night. They definitely did. And I was like, guns blazing. Yeah, you know, because like the night, night one, starting off with the Usos and um, you know, uh, Boogs and Shinsuke, it was solid, but the pop wasn't like nowhere near as massive. So night one kind of felt like they was crawling because they knew they was going hit us heavy at the end. There was no build up to that matchup anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was that was literally. That was a situation where it was literally only about the titles. Like, hey, yep. these guys are the number one contenders. They went. There was no story behind it. it was pure wrestling. Mm-hmm. But then, that, like you said, like with the the uh, tag team, because I mean, and then Randy's working with a guy like Chad Gable, mm-hmm. you know, who's just phenomenal. Like mini Kurt Angle, you know, <laughs> like you, you know, and, and like I know everybody wants um, Orton and Riddle to like break up, but like I'm enjoying this whole program. And, but I also like with the fact that, you know, they got the um, this whole thing with the Usos because mm-hmm. it's still Randy right there. So let's say they do drop the titles. Randy can easily go tr- challenge the tribal chief without a shadow of a doubt because he's a top guy. And if he let's say if he beats him, is are, are we really like hurting? You know what I mean? Because it's Randy Orton. So it's like it's believable. Like, yeah, Randy could take out Roman Reigns, you know. It's not like it's not gonna feel like a letdown, as you say, right. Mr. Mayos. You know, not no doubt. I mean, I I don't doubt it one bit. Mm-hmm. When it comes to Randy Orton, his career, right? We watch him do some insane things. What are one of some of the craziest things you remember, um, Randy Orton doing that just kind of made him who he is? Like, what what are some of the just sadistic stuff that Jeff? Freaking Hardy! That was the first. I said, that's the first, first one I was thinking about. I was literally the first thing I was thinking of. As you I was know. standing, I was, I just kept seeing him go like this with a screwdriver in his ear. I was like, "Yo, something is really wrong with we, this man." We already thought it was one thing when he kissed Stephanie McMahon. Oh yeah, in front of Triple Eight, a handcuffed bro, Triple H. He had, bro. When he, <laughs> <laughs> he is sick. Bro. Yo, he does things. Yo, I'm sorry. He does things. And you're like, yo, you're going too far. Like you watch it from TV. Like, yo, I know this guy's not doing what I think he's doing. Uh-huh. And he just slowly creeps over to her, <laughs> and then looks at Triple H like this. I was like, yo, he's and then Triple H is looking crazy. <laughs> looking crazy. Too bad yep. the match didn't, uh, you know, add up to anything. Uh-huh. But, right. Uh, <laughs> it was but, bad placement. 
real bad placement because every time I go back and I want to watch that match, I'm like, man, this is supposed to be good. Yo, I that's where I get distracted. Like I find myself looking at my phone. That happened one time. We was here. We was yeah, we, what, man, what, what were we doing? Were we filming? Or we, it was no, we was, uh, we was having a we had just got finished filming and we was like kind of like moving stuff, like you know, just doing cleanup, like you know, transferring we was wrapping footage. up. That's what we was doing. Yeah, yep. and I was like, yo, let's just put this match on. And he was like, all and right. We, and we walked away. We started talking about all kinds of stuff. And I was like, yo, it happened again. He's like, what are you talking about? I said, yo, we, we put the match on. We walked away from it. He just. Yep. But, but, that, but you know, that you also had, you know, like, like he talked about him and Foley, you know, mm-hmm. he had to go there. Like, that's what McFoley does. He makes you get nasty. You know, we think about him and The Rock at Royal Rumble 99. The same mm-hmm. way, you know, Randy Orton had to get, you know, the thumb te- the thumb um the what is it, thumbtacks in his back. You know, him and yeah. Ric Flair bleeding. Yeah. I think it was Taboo Tuesday when him and Ric yeah. Flair had that match. It was a cage you know, match? Or, that cage match? That wasn't a cage match, was it? It was it was either that or like a any hardcore it was match. A hardcore or match, wasn't it? Yeah, something like that. But you know, those were the things that you know you sit back and you watch, and it's like, yo, this dude, he showed that he'll do whatever it takes. No, yeah, you, you, I mean, you think about what he did when he's, uh, first of all, the entire Legend Killer run. <laughs> it's probably my, is Radio is so good. There's, there's only, there's a few things that he has done in his career that I was not a fan of. And then there's a lot of things in his career that he does, that he has done that I didn't like it at the moment mm-hmm. it was happening, but I love and appreciate it now. Mm-hmm. I'll get to that in a second. But <laughs> when he spit in Mick Foley's face, son. Bro, like what? <laughs> you bro, and, and he zoomed in on it like it was a, like it was just, loogie. <laughs> that was like real loogie, bro. I'm like, bro. I said he just spit his own fake tears. Like he spit tears on that man's face as it was dripping. And he knocked. And he kicks him down the steps. Like you know. And then you talking about the uh, countless RKOs to the legends when he was the legend killer. Like, hey, listen, Jake the I, Snake, Jake the Snake. <laughs> right. Uh, right. was it? Uh, I believe it was Fabulous Moolah. Yeah. Or May Young, one maybe was, both. It was both, wasn't it? I know they were they were in the ring together. He got he, he just beat John Michaels. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you're a legend. He said, Randy Orton, legend killer. And then his uh, his his drive by RKO on Hogan into the car. Sorry, Brian H. <laughs> that was great. So smooth. He just comes out of nowhere. Like, I'm just like, man, this dude. I mean, you talk Stacy Keebler, Stacy Keebler, a girl. Like, you just. The level of disrespect he was young, Nia Jax he was fresh. at the Royal Rumble recently. That was a huge one. That was uh when the one of Edge returned. Mm-hmm. Um because it was had... it was taboo because we hadn't seen intergender in WWE right in years. Uh yeah, probably right. You yeah. you had a women hit the men, but you know the, that, for that, that, that I think the last time we saw it was um with Beth Phoenix when she was in the Rumble. Yeah, yep. Um, so you know, and then you had uh what else did Randy Orton do that was just like, yo, you, you've got to be. Oh, well, I, I, I know something he didn't do, but one part that I really enjoy is when he was in his house and Triple H pulled up on him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Randy Orton's the best. That's great. I was, he was sitting there doing his interview like, wait, somebody's at the door. And then he just looks over and just Triple H just bursting through his house with a, a You can never go wrong with a house scene. Right. Especially when you had the right players, man. Yeah. Um, Coming in Austin, <laughs> but yeah, that's that. That was shoot. That was, that was the one right there. Bro. That was ahead of his time. That's the crazy part. That was ahead of his time. Mm-hmm. Like that was that would foreshadow a lot that we would see eventually, man. But um, mm-hmm. 
uh, 2011-ish um, Christian wins World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, and uh. yep. Since I told you I was alluding to it, I was going to come back to it. Uh, yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was WrestleMania. So yeah, yeah. he, he, he uh, yeah. Wins, <laughs> wins, wins the uh, ladder match with assistance from his brother Edge. Mm-hmm. You know, Edge is you know returned after having to relinquish the title due to, due to after injury. his win at WrestleMania, and then this mm-hmm. took place at Extreme Rules, where he beat Del Rio, where Christian beat Del Rio. Yep, you know he 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 um he wins the title, and literally that TV taping that Tuesday for us it was that Thursday. Uh, he loses to Randy Orton. <laughs> I was pissed. We had waited for Christian to get to that space for so long. You know, his triumphant return from CNA and see that. And returns were different back then. Like you had to earn your stripes back in those days. Like Cody Rhodes is living. <laughs> Cody Rhodes is, is living right now. Like he's been celebrated for leaving. Christian, nah, this isn't easy. He's like, oh, I want to work with young guys. No, they didn't. No, you didn't. Cut it out. They made him he earn every last bit of it. Yeah. I didn't mean anything. It was silver at that point, like the black and silver ECW, which which I enjoy. Which I, I just looked at mine. It's on Brian, the shelf. It's not thrown Mitchell's, away. That was it's on the shelf. First, first replica belt commemorative title that he got. Yep. He, hey, he, it's signed by Matt Hardy. He, he neglects it. He he neglects it all the time. Like I remember one time I said, Brian, let me just hold it for a week. Like he let me take it out because like, he didn't care about it that time. He he had real gold at that point. But I showed that title some proper respect. But. I remember one of the things that Randy Orton said that didn't hit me until now, or not really now, but you know, now I'm older. You know, mm-hmm. it was, you're talking about 19 years ago. We were really, really wrapped into it. And um, I know fans are complaining because I was one of them. Hated Randy Orton, hated his guts. And one thing he said, man, it's like, you guys complaining, but guess who, guess who gets to work the main event for the next so and so amount of Six weeks? Six months. Yeah. And, you know, and, and it was it, it was Christian, mm-hmm. right? And Christian would eventually get the title back, you know, not in dominant fashion, but. They had a few that that's that stands the test of time because if you go back and you watch Christian versus Randy Orton, still some of my favorite matches to this day from both of those guys. Every match was a banger, in my opinion. And they told different stories in every match. And Randy Orton, like when you look at Randy Orton, you looked at him then and saw this is prime Randy Orton. You look at Randy Orton now, you're like, oh, he was he was still scratching the surface even after all that time. You know, mm-hmm. but he was already like the guy, you know. <laughs> so like man, when when you can give us those memories. You know, at a certain age, that's when you know you're doing something special. Like that's a feud that goes out of history. Yeah. You know. And so then, is, is that your favorite feud, Randy Orton feud? No, because I just appreciate it more now mm-hmm. because of when you look back. Like I said, when you're in the thick of it, of course you don't like it, but then you look back at it, you say, "Man, I can appreciate this now for what it was because it was a really good match, really good feud." Because you don't know what's going to happen. It's like, it's like hindsight being 2020. We know what's going. You know, Christian eventually gets the title back, and you know, so on and so forth. But um, right, right, right. Um, this shoot even one of his recent ones with Drew McIntyre, you know, dropping the title to you know, taking the title from right. Drew. His just, and that's know, what I'm saying. That was less than a year and a half, two years ago, whatever, however long it was. Like that was not it was it was a 2021, right? Because that was during the uh, the um Thunderdome. Thunderdome era, right? The mm-hmm. pandemic era of professional wrestling. Man. Like, like Randy Orton has had feuds, he has made more main inventors, like he has made main inventors. That we're enjoying now, like Drew McIntyre needed Randy Orton, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And Randy Orton was a perfect fit for him. I mean, like he was fresh off his battle with the Fiend, and he just Randy Orton's that good that at any point in time he can jump to the world title picture. And you're not gonna ex- ex- 
expect an explanation. Yep. Well, how did he get here? He's Randy Orton. Like when Hangman Page, you can't throw Hangman Page into the world title picture in AEW just just when you feel like it. You had to give him a backstory. <laughs> I mean, you, you got to give him something. You got to build him up because the audience really doesn't know why he's in that space in the first place. Right? <laughs> I don't know why he's their champion. Well, he's a young he, he's a young guy, and they're trying they're trying to make young stars. So you just throw him into the fire early, nice so that horses. so yeah, so you know, so as time progresses, they can say, hey, this guy was a young champion. You know, he'll he'll probably hold that belt a thousand times because he seems like he might be a, a a lifer kind of guy. Like he, I can see him holding that title a lot of times, right? Randy Orton mm-hmm. gets in the title picture. You don't have to ask any questions. Why is he? Because he's Randy Orton. He decided he wanted to be in it. Therefore, he's in it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Randy Orton is just that good. And you look at um, even the, um, the unification title match he had with uh, John Cena, two guys that defined an era. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I always compare uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and um, um, Tanahashi, you know, Hiroshi Tanahashi. No. <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, Tanahashi, Tanahashi and Shinsuke were always John Cena and Randy Orton of New Japan. And what I say mm-hmm. that is not necessarily their spots, but because New Japan was literally in a rough spot as well. And, and they built around these younger talent. Um, it was uh, it was Tanahashi, it was Shinsuke, and it was... Okada? No, what, it wasn't Okada. Okada came after. It was, it was somebody else. It, Naito? I, I think, I, what Naito? Naito. It's his his name slips my name. This is around like 2005 ish. Like this is oh, around okay. time when, like, when Brock Lesnar showing up and Kurt Angle's showing up eventually. Not too long, 2005, six, seven ish. Like New Japan was in a rough spot, just like WWE was trying to figure out what it was. And this before the John Bernard got there. He was there during that time. Okay. Yeah. He he was doing he was doing that time. He was like the Scott Norton, right? Yeah. He was, like definitely, he was definitely a modern day Scott Norton. Absolutely. Like that yeah. big American monster guy. You know what I mean? And it, mm-hmm. you know, they, they usually been around three Japanese guys, and they got a big, you know, for positive or negative turn, Gaijin, you know, it's a foreigner that's kind of in the mix, which was Giant Bonato. Okay. Um, so, but I, I can't, I don't want to, I know who I'm thinking about, but I can't pronounce his name. I want to say Katsuri Shibato, but I, I don't think that's correct. But he left to do mixed martial arts, right? Oh, okay. So by the time he came back from mixed martial arts, his, his kind of window was kind of cut short, but they built around. Tanahashi built around Shinsuke, and I was like, "These, this, they did the same thing with John Cena and Randy Orton when, mm-hmm. when you know, all those other guys began to retire. They had to build around these guys. Like, you had John Cena, you had Randy Orton, you had Batista, and you know, and a, and a plethora of other guys that were still there. You know what I mean? To kind of lead, there's always a hand pick full of guys that say this this group is going to lead your generation. Like, yeah. like right, like right now, we're watching a new era happen right now. We're watching Cody Rhodes, Theory, <laughs> we're watching Theory, we're watching um, Kevin Owens, we're watching Seth Rollins. Montez Ford, you know, we eat the Street Profits. We're watching yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Riddle. Like we're watching these guys. These guys are current towards Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, mm-hmm. Bianca. Um, not Bianca. Um, Becky Lynch. Like we're watching these. This group of young talent say, okay, this is the group, you know. And John Cena and Randy Orton led that group, so it, it seemed only fitting when they had to unify those titles. That you know, um, Randy Orton is is the was the. Like he was the he was the prototype yeah. of an era, you know what I mean? Where John Cena may have may have had popularity, Randy Orton was that piece of professional wrestling that was just always there. Randy Orton didn't need the the, the music videos, he didn't need the t-shirts, he didn't need the television appearances. He was that great by on his own as a professional. Like there was two sides to a coin, right? One mm-hmm. is heads, one is tail. 
they were the best of both worlds of sports entertainment and professional wrestling tradition because one had pedigree, one had the look. He, like I said, when you look at Randy Orton, you say, if I must, I remember saying this, I said, if I was starting a wrestling promotion, and this is back when Dane Bryan was, was in his heyday, and I still said it to this day, I said, if I'm starting a promotion today, I said, and I have to pick one guy to build my entire company around and say, this is the, this is the guy we're building around. He's your champion. I said, it's hands down, it was going to be Randy Orton. Yeah, I stand by that because of all that he represents and what all that he brings to the table versus John Cena's, the commercial aspect of what professional wrestling is today as we know it, you know. So, you know, we 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 lived through a decade where we got a lot of John Cena and Randy Orton matches, and there and there are way too many to discuss to even talk about. Um, <laughs> but it was a safe space. It was it was like what Brett and Sean would have been easy <laughs> if they could have got along. You know, there's generational there's rivalries. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you said, when that safe space, there's generational rivalries. Like there, there, there are certain rivalries that define decades. Right, you always got Hogan Savage. You know what I mean? Because they they kind of transcended eighties, nineties, all the way until that, mid to late nineties. Never idea. Right. You know what I mean? You got you always had Kane and Undertaker. You have Austin and Undertaker, Austin and McMahon, Austin and Rock. You know what I mean? John Cena and Edge, Edge Triple and H Randy and Orton. Rock. Triple H and Iraq, Triple H and Randy Orton. Like, you know what I mean? There's these defining rivalries, you know, Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens, Seth, uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Tommaso Ciampa and um, Johnny Gargano. Like, there's just these defining feuds that says when you think about that era of which that superstar kind of made a name for themselves in, it's John Cena. Do you consider John Cena uh, Randy Orton's greatest rival? Yeah, uh, just a bit, just on the strength of the generational part of it, you know, something that's safe you could always go to, but it also has that like, um, it's it's, it's got that Pepsi Coke dynamic, mm -hmm. you know, it's just like that opposite but the same, like it's got that Pepsi Coke dynamic. No, I get it. I mean, for Randy Orton's ultimate bad guy, Johnson is obviously the ultimate good guy, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Now, what's an underrated feud that Randy Orton had, or what's 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 something that Randy Orton has done that doesn't get talked about as much because he's just that good because he has given us so many moments to talk about. You know what I mean? But it's like, no, this is the one thing that says, you know, this may not be the most popular aspect of who Randy Orton was in regards to his career, but this is the one thing that probably that I feel like is underrated that I, I enjoyed that you know you don't hear too many people talk too much about. Ooh, that's oh, yeah, that's bad. a tough one, isn't it? That's, that's tough, yeah. <laughs> um, you know what? Honestly, his uh, his stuff with The Fiend. And, was, and the, I'm telling you, I was about to say the same thing. With the uh, Extreme Rules stuff and the horror stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, and, and yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, you know what? Since you was about to say that, I'm going to go I'm gonna go one where he put over Jinder Mahal. Um, just him oh, being... shoot. I'm, I'm changing mine, too, then. You just... You, <laughs> Hey, you forgot about that one, yeah. Yeah, him putting over Jinder Mahal because just that, you know, that whole feud, the matchup, but it also, you know, just that respect. Mm -hmm. You know, him saying, okay, let, let's get this young guy over. So that's something that might not, a lot of people, a lot of people wasn't fans of Jinder Mahal, but here we got a, a history-making 50th WWE champion of, um, you know, was Canadian Indian descent, was able to go to his home country, or, you know, 
I don't want to say his motherland, but you know what I mean? And, and sure. represent. So that was big, but that doesn't happen without Randy Orton. Like that win was credible because it was Randy Orton. Sure. I mean, easy. Like, like I remember Randy Orton talking about Jinder Mahal in his first run. When he first debuted, he was kind of this kind of sport prince and he, you know, that the whole gimmick was, you know, he's married to Kali's sister and, you know, based mm-hmm. off tradition and their cultural background, you know, he was kind of forcing him to be his muscle, his heater, you yeah. know, and, and then he kind of fizzled out. And I and I remember seeing Jinder Mahal. I said, man, this guy's got the size. He's got the look. And before you know it, he was at 3 and B. I remember Randy Orton going on the show talking about, you know, we, we got all these young guys, man. Like, well, why are we not doing anything with those guys? Like, we, you know, Randy Orton shows me what situations like that, that he has an eye for the business because he saw Jinder Mahal before anybody else did. And, and guess who got to work with Jinder Mahal after he had come back after a long time of disappointment and some years off? And then he he, he kind of reemerges. Guess who who hands the title over to him? Randy Orton, yeah. right? If that's that's to me that shows a, a level of integrity and unfinished business when it comes to Randy's uh, ability to bring people up. You know, take take guys that are regular and then bringing them up into uh, a top space. You know, so that's that's definitely an underrated. Feel. Like, you know, people didn't like it. I said I loved it. Like it's one of my, one of my favorite matchups when you see a guy like because like you said, Randy Orton was credible. Like if, if Jinder Mahal would have beat, this is the issue that that, that AEW has, and TNA used to have the same problem. Mm-hmm. When you don't have enough credible dance partners for the guys that you're trying to make, right? You're trying mm-hmm. to establish guys as something. It's like it just doesn't do, it doesn't work. Like it doesn't it doesn't stick the same way. It's because it's just something about when you beat somebody that's a credible uh, champion that's not going to even going to hurt them if they lose. You know when they finally get in that space. My my attitude toward that is either go young or go none, right? Like AJ Styles. If AJ Styles will beat Raven or Sean Waltman for the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship in TNA. Had a little bit of buzz. Wasn't a whole lot to it because, you know, they're all relatively young guys. But when AJ Styles beats Jeff Jarrett, Jeff Jarrett was was the most known guy in the in the company. He was the biggest heel at the time, right? Now, although mm-hmm. Jeff Jarrett's drawing power wasn't to the degree that it elevated, it still brought AJ Styles to the next level. And then AJ Styles never had that title for too long because he had to chase. Because yeah. that's how the babyface tells their story. You know what I mean? You need credible guys to work with. Like... He is a Hall of Fame talent that put over Jinder Mahal. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not like he did a job to him. He brought him up because Jinder Mahal was in that main event picture in, in 2016 before eventually yeah. he, him losing to AJ. And, and although Jinder Mahal has kind of dipped, um, you know, it's for a lot of different reasons between injuries and just, you know, maybe his uh, limitations in, in, in the ring. You know what I mean? You you created another credible star. That's why Jinder Mahal can go out there and wrestle Ricochet because that's a former WWE champion now that Ricochet has a win over. You know what I mean? That helps elevate the another title, which is the Intercontinental title. That's the right. ability of Randy Orton, and he's done at such a young age to be that credible this young to you know elevate freaking Bray Wyatt. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A guy, a guy that has struggled to stick his entire career. As crazy as it sounds, you know, we we can blame it on whoever, whether it's bad creative or limitations or whatever the case may be. But the stuff he did with the Fiend was a legend, right? Especially, they had a difficult job to do. They had to find a way to make storylines interesting, um, because of 
living in the panda era of professional wrestling, right? You can only do so much. They had to get creative, but it also allowed them to do certain things that we haven't seen before because of those limitations, you know, and you got to up the production. You got to up the creativity. He set the fiend on fire. Mm-hmm. That was, that was who else could have done that and got away with it. That when Randy Orton did it, it didn't make it. You weren't confused. You're like, right. Oh, trust me. He's not above this because he, he's had history before. Like this guy is one of the most disrespectful brains, disrespectful personas in all of professional wrestling history. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's why he had he had his own WWE Evil special on w, on Stupid Peacock on the WWE <laughs> Network. Um, so when when you see things like the matches, the Hell in a Cell matches with Jeff Hardy, you see things like an Inferno match with the Fiend. You know what I mean? And then you see him working with guys like uh, when Edge. You know when they when Edge came back. You know, they, they had a small moment and then all of a sudden, here he go. You know, he insults his wife. It's like, same on Randy Orton. You know, <laughs> and then and then that got derailed once again. But Edge, Edge and Edge and Randy Orton got a tough break, but that wasn't their fault. That's like I said, just pandemic era professional wrestling, man. It's just injuries. Injuries. He tore his peck. Um as Edge, of course. But it's it's just unbelievable that I don't I'm trying to think in my head, has there any has there ever been anyone with this type of longevity to last this long to be able to accomplish so much at a, such a young age and still perform at a high level? Like Flair is a guy that did it, right? But when Flair <clears throat> as he was getting older, you know, he kind of went further and further down the card. And mm-hmm. because he was getting older, he accepted that space versus the first time he, you know, when Vince told him when well, he's in WWF and Vince said, Hey, look, man, I'm, I'm I'm going to go young now. We got to rebuild, you know, and yeah, I got to push you further down the car. You know, if, if it's too much or that's something you don't want to do for the Ric Flair brand, you know, by all means, use us to get a bigger offer from the other guys, you know, and Flair took it, obviously. But Randy Orton is a guy that I can see sitting at the top for another. He's probably got another 10 to 15 years. If, he said if, he wants to go to 50. Uh, you know, he said he's a mark for it. He wants to go to 50. Um he can he, he can get to fifty easy. Yeah, he, you know he said you know he talked about a scenario where him and Cena would be tied and at sixteen and they would face each other for the world title. You know he said you know he would love to have a record. You know you know love to surpass players. So yeah, he's he's definitely got a lot. He's got a lot <laughs> left in the tank. You know he even talked about just how like you mentioned earlier how he take care of his body. Yep. Um, you know, he said, look, he's out of look start, see some abs. I was like, oh, okay, I like that. You know, and I'm like, that's how you that's how you do it. That's how you go around. And he's had fun. Once in a lifetime talent, man. I, I don't think mm-hmm. there'll ever be another Randy Orton. Like, you know, I think, you know, there'll be there'll be plenty of guys to uh there'll be plenty of guys to kind of set the tone going forward and they'll make a name for themselves in other ways, but there's there's only one legend killer. Yeah, <laughs> only one legend killer. Uh, let's take a break real quick because I know you got an announcement. Uh, you, 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 you've been busy, you've been making commercials and ish. My man, yeah. Tony Khan. <laughs> <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Nobody can clown Tony. Never mind. Hey, <laughs> that's the wrong word. <laughs> Well, you you said you you, you said you, you wanted to, uh you had something to show the people. Nah, it's just it's just commercial. Ain't nothing nothing major. That's, that, that's still a, I, I told you I didn't want to see it until the show ran. I mean, <laughs> by all means, run it. 
I was like, I gotta run it. You can't run it. I can't, but it's, it's not, it's not, it's not you acting like it's <laughs> MTV premiere, like it's TRL. All right, we'll be right back. <laughs> Yes, sir. I told, I, I, he just knows something. I, I thought that wasn't a live reaction. I didn't watch it. Right. That never let you know right there. Go right. to WrestlingRealmNow.com. I mean, WrestlingRealm.com, and you can get merch. And guess what? If you're a Patreon subscriber, if you subscribe to the $5 tier or more, you get a free promo code for free shipping. So that's what we're doing for our Patreon, our patrons. I guess that's how you say it. Patrons. Um, yeah, patrons. Um, but yeah, so make sure y'all check that out. Make sure you know, get you some merch. Be a proud wrestling fan. Right. Go wear the shirt. Show Don't hide it. Don't yeah. hide it. <laughs> <laughs> You've been doing it for years. It's time to step out. That's right, yo. Call them out, yo. <laughs> like, oh, you still watch wrestling, man? I don't know. They'd be like, hey, but you right. seen it last week, though. What you mean, seen it last week? You said you. <laughs> Sound like the days of the wrestling round when we was talking. People like walk all the way up the stairs. I seen it too, <laughs> bro. I didn't see right. bros. Oh yeah, you see your whole story this weekend. You just told me you don't watch it anymore. I mean, I just I still keep and up. Be with knowing it, all the stories. Oh, well, you know, I just keep up with it on social media. You know, <laughs> sure you do, buddy. Sure, <laughs> sure you do. But yeah, man. Um, you know, uh, Mustafa Ali. Mustafa. 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 He said one time Mustafa. It's Mustafa. But, uh, yeah, Ali is uh back. He he was victorious on Raw. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> Miz definitely took a shot at him. <laughs> they totally tried and, to take and, his... and theory. He, he, was at, yeah. uh, he called him a Mufasa's younger brother or older Yeah, that brother. was this was, that was this was I was like, wow, okay. That was like no. <laughs> like, yeah. bro, come on, yo. <laughs> y'all didn't y'all didn't catch it? I know you say he tried to take his ball and go home. No, see, I see, I missed the second joke. What was the oh, other yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was talking about Elias and Ezekiel. He's like, let me get you, yeah. Mustafa yeah. Ali's younger brother. Yeah. See, Brian didn't catch it. He thought he was being racist. I did. <laughs> see, look, he he wilding. Yeah, that's, yeah, he, that's yeah, why he I got. Catch. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. yeah wow. he, he, he's like, let me get you. Not Mustafa Ali. Yeah, his younger brother. Huh? <laughs> that was good hey. stuff, though. Can yeah, we, can, can we look at that like Miz and Theory together? Deadly combination. What? I wouldn't oh go nowhere with them two jerks. I wouldn't go nowhere <laughs> right. near the ring. They have they have you hurt you ready to fight like oh, that, man, that's, that's like if you're a teacher and you got this one student that's been driving you crazy and here comes this new kid and they mm-hmm. hang with that kid. You just like all right, as long as I keep them away and then they hang together. Right. Miz, Miz like if you thought Miz and Dolph Ziggler was bad. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. As if Austin Theory needs any more sprinkling, like just yeah. he, he, you talk about a guy that's being groomed. Um, mm-hmm. I need Austin Theory, he looks kind of short to me. It might just be his arm seems short, but I think no, he needs to change his. Is he I, short looking? He's about a couple inches taller than me, so he's like literally in between me and Brother Hughes' height. 
Okay. So he he is don't he, have that. He might be brother. He was like, he don't have that much he, height to him. He's not six foot. Mm, he might just be there. Like I, I you know, I walked past him a couple times in oh, okay. once in New York, once in Dallas. I was like, yeah, he's not that big at all. Like <laughs> it's not oh, tricks. I think I need him to change his gear. Yeah, I can just go straight trunks instead of the, the actual little shorts. Okay. But, I mean, to be groomed by someone like uh, the Miz, who man, if this they man got drawing heat, telling everybody you the next, you know, you a future Universal Champion, World Champion. I mean, it's not too many situations where Vince has been wrong. What do you think about his finisher? What do you think about his finisher? Very unique. I like it. I like it a lot. It's something I like when I see a new finisher like that, I get max. I'm like, man, I could not think of that. I could have been a wrestler. Like that's different. <laughs> I don't know why it's my it's my go-to move every single time. Oh shoot, that's I could have used that as a wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um, it's safe. I watch him protect people. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh yeah, he can do this for a while. Cause you know, you can't like you could do a finisher, but for so long. Like like Ricochet changed his finisher. Like he does a shooting star press more than anything now, instead of the uh right. because you know how, how many times can you do that corkscrew looking you know, thing he does. Right. Um, but so many times after a while, especially working that kind of schedule. So I like it a lot though. I mean, but um is it really that believable though for a man of his size? Yeah, because you look at a guy like Daniel Bryan, you know what I mean? I think like he's not like Jonathan Gresham, you know, like mm-hmm. Jonathan Gresham's size, oh his gosh. style of professional wrestling makes mm-hmm. sense for his size. You know what I mean? It does, it does. Mm-hmm. Like you wouldn't expect uh Damian Priest to wrestle like a Jonathan Gresham. Right, um, Jonathan Gresham wrestles like a pure wrestling style, right? He does because he, he figures, does. okay, so he uses his height to his advantage. You know, he's ground and pound, he's key grapples you. That makes sense for his size, right? Mm-hmm. Um, theory's not on that level, you know what I mean? Like, and, and I think that um, superstars have the ability to change how they operate in the ring, you know what I mean? Like, he, uh, like, like Ray Mysterio, Ray Mysterio operates based off his size, you know what I mean. Yeah. He's not he's not that short of a guy. I feel like, well, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, well, it's like, you know, it's 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 fine by me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think what we're looking at, we're looking at a lot. We're looking at a uh, a young Randy Orton. I, I was Barts. just about to say that. I was just about to say that. Reminds because, John Cena. Yeah. Because when, hey, John Cena's another one. When you look at them in their years, you know what I mean? Because John Cena looks stiff in his early years. He looks like oh, he looks like stiff. he looks a lot like Riddle. I, I mean, not Riddle. Uh, uh, Austin Theory. And um and I think Theory's in a better spot early on than those guys were. Like, I'm seeing better stuff from just his personality. Like, when you watch Theory from when he was in NXT, he was kind of random. You just know he was pretty. He was a pretty guy. Good, mm-hmm. You know, good-looking young dude. And, and he didn't really have much personality. He gets to the main roster, and it's like, where's all this swag coming from? Mm-hmm. Like, this dude has the chops. Yeah. And um, he's kind of just unleashed and unhinged a little bit more. And it's like, I think that is going to last longer than anything. And... Um, I mean, he's, like I said, they, they, they're grooming him, you know what I mean, to the point where he got involved in Mustafa Ali's return. It's Mustafa. Right? It's Mustafa. Is that what he goes by? It's Mustafa, yes. <laughs> Mustafa. Mustafa. He said that one time, yeah. <laughs> Mustafa Ali. So, I remember before, when he got that his, was before he asked for the release, though. So, I don't nah, know. He no, remember, remember, he went, he, remember he, he, they, lost, they dropped his first name, and then he got it back. Right, right. Just mm. like just like Apollo Crews. Oh yeah, um, that's right. Yeah. So, oh yeah. Yeah, because remember he was just Apollo at one point, and then, like two weeks later, he's back to being Apollo Cruz. Um, so you see, he got like Mustafa Ali, Mustafa Ali. Excuse me. He returns, and what I see from a guy like 
like Ali is. To me, it's like Return of the Workhorse. Um, there's a missing element of wrestling shows on WWE programming right now, and that's those workhorse matches, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that group of guys need to be showcased more now. And I think they have a good group now that they can kind of plug and play where you don't have to do too many long-term feuds. But those guys can come out, perform, and not have to be put in cruiserweight situations where it's kind of dead end. Yep. So you look at a guy like who asked for his release, didn't want to be there anymore, shows back up. He has a crazy match with, with the Miz, two completely different styles, two styles that you don't think are gonna really go well together. But but they it it worked. You know what I mean? He's he's no longer retribution, he's no longer doing all the kind of stuff. He can talk, he can handle himself. Um, and then at the end of the match, he beats Miz, welcome back. He gets attacked by Tommaso Ciampa. <laughs> it gives me hope because I'm like, yo, I'm seeing all the workhorses kind of be incorporated a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? When you look at guys like Finn Balor, I don't care what anybody says about him. He's older now, so he's at a different spot in the company. You look at the Finns, you know, they're working with this younger group of guys. Your Finns, your Austin Theories. You look at your Mustafa Ali. You look at Tommaso Ciampa. I'm like, yo, this, this is we, – we can work with this. Ricochet is another one. Like, yeah, he's not sure you know he I don't think people expected him to be intercontinental champion but he's there you know what I mean and, and yep. it's like he has some that's that's every run is different for the United States and to the IC title depending on what, what the weather is in professional wrestling <laughs> because for one season I like how you put that there the weather because on, in one season the United States championship might go on a former world champion like a AJ Styles yeah, or John right. Cena, where well, it's kind of elevated. It's kind of a, you know, when you have a, a a title on a main event guy, it's a main event situation, right? So Del Rio returns, he faces John Cena, Kevin Owens debuts, he faces John Cena, AJ Styles, you know, and then uh, same thing with the IC title, you know, you know, the fins and stuff like that. And then you have, a, you have a run where you decide, okay, let's go to the workhorses. It's really about the matches now. Where you put it on someone like a Shinsuke where it's not really debuted, well, it's not really uh, defended as much. You know, you put it on a guy like Finn. You put it on a guy like Austin Theory. You put it on a guy like Ricochet. Guys is going to go out there and have the best match that they allow them to have, you know? Mm -hmm. And we're in that season again. We're like, listen, we got a bunch of workhorses. Let's put them to work. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I want to see I want to see that group of guys kind of get an opportunity. And, and seeing Mustafa Ali return, I'm like, man, I think I think it's a good chance that we can we should get more of that. He doesn't have to be in too many crazy storylines but there's enough guys that are like hey guys like roderick strong you know what i mean guys like at one point uh cesaro you know it needs to consider utility guys but it's like man they had that title for a reason let them go after an awesome theory i don't see him giving that up anytime soon with this new grooming but you know tomaso champa and mustafa ali um, we got heel champa again he's ready to be yeah. a full force <laughs> i'm like okay he's, he's about to be on a bigger program too I said, also, oh yeah, we he's in for like that's I heel chomp is always better than anybody because he we gotta get him in Orton. I was about to say, yeah, how long before Orton get him, boy? <laughs> it, it, it Orton's having a blast right now, but I mean that's that's yeah, another guy. That's 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 a guy he can elevate. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm -hmm. Take him to the moon. Who's the bad guy in that group though? Chompa. Yeah, it's weird. It's strange. Yeah. Yeah. Have somebody try to out out evil Randy. Good luck with that. <laughs> 
So, oh, man. I mean, what, what do you guys think about guys that leave and, and decide what, what happened? Like somebody tell me what's going on because he was, he wanted his release. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't want to be there anymore. He had way too many years left in his contract. They didn't want to let him go. They, they obviously see him as an asset. They probably said, just go home, relax, unwind, get yourself together. Let's revisit this. He, he, he shows back up on raw. He, he's, 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 he gets a match in primetime television. He gets a win. Why do you guys think this happened? And what do you think about superstars, guys and gals who ask for their release, don't get it, but then eventually come back and they seem to be okay? I think it just comes down to conversation. You know, I think when okay. most time people ask for their release, in my opinion, I think it comes down to feel like they're not being used, um, could be okay. burnt out. You know, it's it's you figure you got to travel from here to here to here only to be sitting in catering that could get exhausting, you know. So sometimes you can just go home, clear your head. See, really, you look at everything, you know, from, uh, you know, I guess a bird's eye view and realize, well, shoot, the grass ain't greener over there. Mm-hmm. Or do I really want to be hitting the Indies trying to get fifteen hundred dollars here? You know, two thousand dollars there off your WWE release, right? Mm-hmm. So you, you once you sit there, think about it, and then you're like, "Well, I got guaranteed money. Let's Let me just try this again." You know, yeah. and I think that with from the WWE's business standpoint, they're looking at people like, "Wait, we can, we can do something with you. Give us some time. You know, we can really do something with you. Take some time off." We saw that with Sasha Banks. Sasha just felt like she was just Sasha Banks, and she wanted to find Mercedes again. She mm-hmm. wanted to find herself and she came back. She was better than ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, there was a lot of times people, it was easy. Oh, Sasha botches so much. Wasn't botching much, you know, but even her character was better. She felt like a boss. She didn't feel like the legit boss as much back then. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what happens a lot. It's just that opportunity just to really give you a chance to clear your head. So I think that's what we saw with Ali. It obviously it's kind of maybe a little bit too early to tell, you know, I don't know if they, you know, Kind of hard to say. Oh yeah, they probably promised him a U uh, intercontinental, I mean, U.S. title run. But you know, I just think he's just got a time to clear his head and really see, like, all right, you know, I can make this work. It's not that bad. I think he has something, man. He just got lost in the shuffle. Yes. Like he, like, like he led, he led that whole thing with retribution. He did a really good job with it. It just, a, mm-hmm. it was just goofy. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, like it was too gimmick. Like the idea of it worked, but then it just got too gimmicked out. The silly names and the, like, I didn't. You did. They were. It was to the point. Like before, they were. They were disgruntled, misused. We want our time. We want our shine. That makes sense. You can relate to that, right? Mm-hmm. But then it started getting weird. Like they were like, I don't even know what you call it. Like they they, they remind you of like uh, post-apocalyptic people after the explosion of the earth and they're what's left over and they're kind of half savage and half not. And it's just like, dude, you can't tell. Like, what are we looking at? Why do you guys have these crazy Bane looking masks on? And, <laughs> and, and they were still talking about just injustice. But I'm like, bro, what you guys are displaying and what you guys are portraying doesn't show injustice. Yeah. Like when you had right to censor, it made sense <laughs> because they were complaining about, you know, they were pretty much poking fun at what people said about the WWE during that time. Yeah. But they, they dressed it, they spoke it and they got on your nerves and they beat people up. Like you, you, it was, it was defined based off what they presented to you was exactly what they were fussing about. So when they come out, cut a promo about censorship, they weren't wearing regular clothes, right? Mm-hmm. They they were ivory was dressed to a T, like collared all the way up to her chin 
with that Colonel Sanders tie. I don't know what you call those things. <laughs> That's the best way to call it. And she and, would, and she uh, would baggy skirt. And she would wrestle that way. You know what I mean? Yep. Like that's retribution was, but it's like then you know he was with Mansoor, you know, trying to you know uh, you know show the ropes, and they yeah. had a you know this connection. It's like you know all the different 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 places. You know that you know they kind of had that look, man. Look, don't don't fall for that. Don't be a fan favorite. Be a, this kind, and then it just it fell through the cracks. And then you know he, you know, whatever happened happened. But it's like I think the WWE is smart enough to understand that there's always um, business before emotion business before mm-hmm. your feelings yeah and uh you have to be that's what makes it number one right it there. takes it takes a different type of business person to be able to say if you're on my team you say i won't be here no more i'm gonna say well forget it and go <laughs> right like right, that's yeah. that's that's my human instinct right but it takes a corporate it, fat cats. <laughs> it take it takes a smart business person to say no listen i understand you're frustrated go home for a while i'm not letting you out your contract and then come back and say, hey, listen, we have something we probably can do with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like, you know, and, and not take it personal and not say, okay, well, I'm going to bring you back, but I'm going to job you out. You know, yep. or, or just, you know, try to, you know, humiliate you and keep you sending messages to the rest of the locker room. It's like, you don't see that. You know what I mean? And, and I think that's the part of the business that people respect because people do get personal about it. Like, their feelings are hurt. They're upset. Mm-hmm. They feel some type of way. And then someone says, listen, I understand that, but I'm telling you, we have something for you now. And you know, for someone to be able to say, "Hey, all right, I'll leave it alone. Let's come back and revisit this. Let's see what we can do." And I, and it seems to me that that's what we saw. And for him to look like he's about to be in a feud with Tommaso Ciampa, ooh, this could be pretty good. I'm looking forward to that one because Ciampa is is he's a, I'm a huge fan of his. Mm-hmm. I've always and like I say, and I I wasn't a fan of his until he got to NXT until he kind of got unlocked. You know what I mean? That's what you know. And and for him to do that, I was like, okay, here we go. Now now we getting some of these guys up and rolling. But we saw another debut though. We saw the return of Oscar. Yep. You know, a little bit of history there. Becky Lynch talked about her handing Oscar her title when she was uh, going home to uh, be a mother. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it was a few months ago, right here on this very program, mm-hmm. where you talked about women's matches. Women's feuds that didn't involve the title, mm-hmm. and that's what we get. And that's something you know. I think this is this is huge. This is great for the women's division. Two, first of all, first of all, they're two main event players, two global superstars. Easy. Like if you don't, if you're not familiar with Oscar, who she was before she came to the WWE, I would say look her up, but it might be a little controversial. <laughs> um, but couple, like Becky Lynch made a comment recently about the women's division at AEW. You know, I guess somebody asked her opinion on it, of course. And, you know, she had no bones about it. Like, she had no problem telling her. Yeah, I don't like the way they're represented. They don't, they don't get as much time as we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they're just not on our level. She wasn't lying. It's because WWE will always have over AEW is just these matchups, right? Unless you have yeah. two young talent that can just elevate each other. There's no, like, AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like that can take a company and kind of put on those Samoa Joes and stuff like that. Is is those talents? I don't say they don't exist. Just that the landscape of pro wrestling as we know it and as we are watching it now, it's not in the place for that to even happen. Honestly, that's why there'll never be just one guy. There'll never just be a Rock or an Austin like it was before or Taker. It's going to be a team, you know, because they have so much that they're responsible for in order to putting out house shows, television, media. All kinds mm-hmm. of stuff, right? So 
when like when, when you look at the the matchups between women in AEW, it's just like well, there's there's always an established person and an okay person. There's never just two heavy hitters. Right. Where it's like every time they clap, and even then, once you have that match, it's over. Like mm-hmm. Kenny Omega, Daniel Bryan, we don't even get a feud out of it. It's like they went into that match knowing we're not going to be able to get a feud out, so we're just going to give them everything now. <laughs> so we got one match, we got two match, and I'm like, dang, that's that's all we get. And it's like, yeah, because you know, there's no long term booking for this, and then Kenny's gone. But then, like, it, I haven't really been interested in too much that Daniel Bryan has done because I don't like any of his dance partners. I don't care about these young dudes like that. They have not made me care. Like. You you gotta be you gotta project young talent in a different way, mm-hmm. right? There's not a lot of young talent that I'm saying, oh, I gotta watch them. There's a few, there's a handful. Like Hook is one of them. Like it's it's not like they don't have it. Uh, Lance Archer is not really young talent, but he was new to that main event scene. Wardlow is another one. Like, don't get me wrong, it's it's not like it's not there, but just as of lately, I'm not interested in it. Right? It's the matchups that's the issue. But then you have Oscar and Becky Lynch. Come on now. You put they're gonna kill each other in the ring, and Oscar's coming back after all that time off and injuries and getting stuff together. A refreshed Oscar, and they've got a little bit of history. Like I said, I know that's what they're playing off of because wrestlers are always on, even after the show goes off, which is why she put out the picture like, "Oh, I just literally gave this bleep my title." Like I literally gave her that title because I believe <laughs> her, and then she came, she comes interrupting me. So now Becky Lynch can continue her "What Is Me" run. Yeah, or what was me? He'll run like I've been screwed. It's not fair, and now I got to sit there and deal with this. I'm like, man, it's perfect, and that and that's a light that the women are being showcased in in WWE that I really don't see anywhere else where it has any type of impact or longevity to it. Mm-hmm. For example, you know, just as we continue to transition to get all this news and stuff out, is before we wrap up, is um, we we just saw that the inspiration, formerly known as the Iconics, have just left Impact Wrestling. I yeah. don't know what's going on. And that's really why you just think wrestling was great for women over there, to be honest with you. I didn't because like nobody really watches yeah. Impact like that. Like Impact this, and, and their show is only but so long for them to have a showcase for. Like they had women's tag titles. Well, how many really? WWE can barely have that the women's tag titles defended. You know right. what I mean? Like, you know, um, you know, uh what's what's their real names? Um Billy Kay um, and um, Jesse. I mean, Je- uh, Peyton uh, Royce. I mean, um, not Peyton Royce. Cassie, uh, Cassie Lee, Cassie and Jes- Lee, Jessica, Jessica McKay. McKay. There you go. You know, they they made a joint statement. They obviously left Impact for whatever reason. Like they they were just on there, and now they're gone. What are we doing? Like that's that's the state of women's wrestling, unfortunately, in other companies. You know. Sure, you appreciate the showcase, but it's like, man, something's not right. If you're genuinely happy where you are and business is good, you're going to stay put, right? But for them to just all of a sudden just, they were household names in the WWE because of their the way they were displayed. And they, they would have just stayed together. They'd be in the thick of things right well, now. That, well, that's, that's Cassie Lee's fault because she, yeah. she, came, she came out after the fact and said, well, it was my idea to break us up because I wanted to see what I was capable of. And I'm like, right, but that's what got y'all fired. I mean, she married a perfect 10. No, he used to be a perfect 10. Now he's just a chair guy. <laughs> I never now thought he was just, a perfect 10. <laughs> it was, they, you know, listen, he, it was, once again, that, that could have been my gimmick. <laughs> you would have made it. You could have gave it. You could have. You know. You know who could. Who could have easily had that gimmick? You, you already said gimmick? EC3. 
Forget no. You could have given that gimmick to Austin Theory. I was getting ready to say that though. <laughs> yeah, like what I was just thinking, like Theory would have killed it. Bro, he could have came out. I'm Austin Theory. I'm the perfect ten, and did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, like, dude, like that was a layup. But I don't know the situation. I don't know if somebody wants to move on as far as professional wrestling or life or whatever. You who knows? They, they gonna be, would, they're going to be doing podcasting and modeling. They they're probably wrestling. making more money on their you know their website. I don't want to because I don't know if it's under through OnlyFans, but you know I know they have like, a, subscription, a subscription based website that they have. They're going to make a lot of money through that. They probably they, look, I don't need to take no more bumps. I mean, uh, Emma did the same thing to Neil Dash. You know what I mean? She wrestled mm-hmm. part time and she made a kill in modeling. Like everybody saw her as just like fixing until they heard her speaking. They're like, oh, she's kind of silly and goofy. Like even <laughs> WWE, they try to change her gimmick because they, they tried to incorporate of who she was more into some type of character. Because mm-hmm. Emma, Emma was kind of goofy, right? Mm-hmm. And to me, I think that's more of a personality than anything. And then she became Emmalina because when you see her in these photos, when you look at her as her model, you don't think that that type of female looking the way she looks would come up with bubbles and like you don't yeah. see that. But you know, they were like, well, let's try to. And then she came out there and she cut the promo. And I'm like, yeah, this isn't gonna work. That's not her. It's almost like <laughs> Naomi trying to be a heel. She's like, I'm not a bad, I can't, I can't do this bad guy stuff. It doesn't work for me. Like when mm-hmm. I'm doing it, it's forced. Yeah. So, you know. I, I don't know the situation. I'm sure uh, there will be more developments when it comes to the inspiration, but just I don't want to like I'm not I don't want to downplay their run. None of me. It's difficult when someone gets released or is no longer with the company, and then you expect them to become bigger stars elsewhere because of where they were. And sometimes it doesn't work out that way. And I think they're they're another example of that. Yeah. Where it's like okay. You're not a bigger star because of it, and your star power eventually wore off because you're recognizable. But there's an entertainment element that was missing from what made you guys popular in the first place, based off the tag team itself, not not the individuals. Mm-hmm. Nobody looked at Cassidy and said, "Oh wow, she, oh man, she's an amazing wrestler." I gotta wish her moves are different. It was just she's talented in her own right, but it's like what made them stand out was them being together. Yeah, right. But what made them stand up being together was their entertainment value, not what they brought to the ring and all the kind of stuff. Like it's just, I don't know. And then all of a sudden, and, and Impact is is a heavily, Impact is a heavy uh, a heavy wrestling product, right? Like you're going you're going to get a lot of wrestling in Impact because that's where everything's kind of based off of. You got your storylines, you got your gimmicks and stuff like that. But it's a it's it's a studio show. You know what I mean? It's it's in a small venue. It's heavy on the wrestling. To me, that's mm-hmm. not what they're known for as far as the, you know, the inspiration. That's not what they're known for. They're known for their entertainment value, for the the, the jokes, the laughter, their delivery. You know, that when they got cut from the WWE, I was probably one of the most confusing things I've ever seen. I said, wait a minute. I said, this is exactly what the WWE kind of prides themselves on. Like, hey, you don't got to be the best performer in the ring, but you have to entertain. And that's exactly what they were. So I wish them yeah. the best, but, you know, hey. Yeah, before we get out of here, I want to know uh, two things. Uh, touch on AEW. Uh, first, I'm gonna start off with the um, announcement tonight at Double or Nothing. Adam Page will be defending the World Championship against CM Punk. How y'all feel about it? Me personally, <laughs> I think the title needs Punk. You see I my re- you see it, my reaction? It does. Like, I think it's. <laughs> I think I it's. Think, 
it's just obvious. You know what I mean? It's like, well, yeah. come on now. You want you they're not going to pass up an opportunity for CM Punk's name to be in their rest their records. Mm-hmm. Like if they could put the belt on Sting, they would have put the belt on Sting by now. He's just sixty <laughs> something years old. <laughs> You know what I mean? I mean, Sting doing dives. Why not get a world championship run? I mean, it's because Seth Rollins tried to kill him a couple years ago, but I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> Say that's like Riddles reacts or something. Oh, boy, yeah. But it's like, <laughs> I, they're just so predictable after a while. It's just like, all right, I get it. Like like yeah. why, like why Jericho went winning the title, being the first title guy. Like, oh, duh. Yeah, we knew that, yeah. You know what I mean? And then, and, and then and Moxley. There's like, oh, well, duh. Yeah. And this could set up for, you know, the ultimate match with um, if you do Punk and Okada at that the, the joint the joint pay per view. They they supposed to be doing Punk and um Kenta. Oh, never mind. Yeah, because it's supposed <laughs> to be G, it's supposed to be G two West versus GTS. So, and I'm a GTS. <laughs> yeah, man. I I think a lot of people responded the same way we did last week when we kind of made the announcement. Well, not made the announcement when we discussed the announcement about uh Ring of Honor and um New Japan uh. New Japan and AEW, she's uh, you know, <laughs> doing this forbidden door pay view. Everybody's like, yes, it's great and all, but it's like, well, is it too little, too late? Yeah. And you know, you look at some of the matchups, you're just like, eh. I'm, I'm, I'm sure to be a good. There's, there's one thing I don't deny: the AEW is going to, they're going to give you a good wrestling show. Yeah. The audience is going to enjoy everything that's in front of them. That's, that's an experience that, I, that I would never take away. That's what they're great at. Like, hey, they'll be here in Baltimore next week. You going? They be at, they be at UMBC. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, nobody's going at Royal Farms while they're renovating, right? No, no nobody. Nobody's at the chicken box, baby. No. Yeah, I don't know. I might. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what the schedule looks like. But um, oh you snap! Know. I know. I know. <laughs> fact, hey, when he said it, I got goosebumps and I got a hoodie on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's, it's nice. Uh, it's nice hoodie presented by Restaurant right here. <laughs> nice logo. Designed by the realness. Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> but uh man you, you just it's kind of obvious like like how, how long is that man pace he's had it for like he's had he's had his run mm-hmm. man mm-hmm. i forgot they had a championship i ain't even gonna lie bro i mean because they have they have more pop like i yeah that's just, that's just the best way i can describe it. it's just it, nothing sticks i would mm-hmm. rather them put the title on hook right now just because of his buzz <laughs> yeah. yeah like i i'll be locked in immediately because that's just what he does. Well. It'll be on Rampage. Him and Dan Housen go face face to face. He's probably gonna tear the fur off Dan Housen. <laughs> oh Dan, Dan Housen. Dan Housen is 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 a to me. He's a WWE guy. Like AEW needed yeah. Dan Housen because he brings that inter. You need entertainment value. You need acts like that to fill in your time because you have a television product that you're trying to put out there. It's not always about the wrestling all the goddamn time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when he kind of was there, I was like, "Oh, that's shocking!" Because I'm like, "Because that's a WWE move, not that they would hire him, but just you don't know what type of company AEW is." So for them to kind of grab that type of performer, I think it's great for the company, and they need right. it. You know what I mean? Right. But yeah. uh, Hook's gonna take him a new one. On <laughs> time, sometimes it goes like this. Little Danny Howard, <laughs> like I, I, I enjoy that kind of stuff. Yeah, and then last but not least. Your guys, Cash and, and Dax, the FTR, I'm about to say the revival. Um, but yeah, FTR squared off against each other to open up the show. I thought it was a great way to open up the show. It's a good match. You know, yeah, it was, yeah, good, solid, respectable match. It, they are obsessed with Bret Hart and his family. <laughs> yeah. You saw that? Yeah. What? 
So wait, are they from Canada? Mm, that could uh, be. All right, I didn't think so, but I know like they have like the connection with Edge, which you know I don't even think Edge lives in. I mean, I not, I'd be, be wrong, but I thought he lived in Florida or something. But you know, I know they like they like related or something or whatever. They just Christian cool. lives in Florida. Yeah, yeah. I remember he would always say. As a matter of fact, I'm watching uh, it's Christian versus R- Christian defending the Intercontinental Championship against RVD and Chris Jericho. All right, Unforgiven. Oh, I'm gonna have to go back and watch that. That's that's a good one right there. Is <laughs> uh, Unforgiven which one? Oh three. Oh three. Oh yeah. God. I just got finished Ooh. watching Kane and uh, my bad Hugh. I didn't let you know. know Kane right? uh, defeats Shane McMahon in a last man standing match, huh? See what type of friend you are. You know, you, know, you just right? talked like, about you just talked about Kane being this guy. You didn't even I mean, mention that. You didn't well, try we to was... say anything about it. <laughs> this show, this show right here. You're right. You're right. Like, come on now. Out of all places. <laughs> but yeah, they um. Yeah, FTR though, you know, I thought they, you know, I, I like the gear, I like the tribute to the Hart Foundation. You they know, they had their own Bret name. Hart. Yeah, so remember, remember uh, Bret Hart got tackled at the Hall of Fame, and uh, yeah, <laughs> and uh, Cash Cash Wheeler had to had the uh, Hitman chalk line jacket on. Yep, yo, he, they was about to kill that dude, bro. He wasn't going to make it tonight. And they, you know, you saw everybody's social media footage, and they catch him, and then you got you see Cash Wheeler like this, just wow, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They walked off like, hey, you know what was going on? I said, yeah, they, they messing the wrong. Yo, it's like man. that time when they do attack Seth Rollins, yo. Rollins was about to hook him, and he was about to put him to sleep. He was ready. Yeah. Oh, that would have been terrible. But these fans, mm-hmm. these fans are weird. Yeah, it's it stopped. <laughs> it's got to yeah, out. Some stuff ain't that serious. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, at this point, you know, I think, you know, like you said, they love the Hart family. It would be nice to see him win the, the tournament. Um, Dax, the one that won the match. I just really was able to learn the differences between the two because I, I guess I just never really cared. Um, I, I like them as a unit. Dax but... Hardwood and Cash Wheeler. They got, they, got, <laughs> they, have, they have great post WWE names. When they announced their new names, I was like, "Oh yeah, that's tough." <laughs> that still got that still got revival fits. Dax Hardwood and Cash Wheeler and, and stories. W, you know stories. You know about how your boy Sean dissed them. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. Uh, you know, click click doing click things. <laughs> you know, yep. Once a member of the click, always a member of the click. Shawn Michaels probably just got carried away with the boys, just mm-hmm. showing off. I mean, that's just. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I, if I know Shawn Michaels, he probably called to apologize. Look, I, I apologize. Uh, <laughs> right, <laughs> I was wrong. That's right. Deep, deep voice, Shawn Michaels. I don't know how well I did. I can't hear myself. Yeah, you, you was on point. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, before we get out of here, we all um. Yeah, um, any uh special shout outs or, or plugs you need to do? <laughs> Realness Reacts coming soon to Patreon. Pew, 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 pew. Oh, that's, Those that's guns. good. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm oh, when I say when I say I'm going to light it up, I'm not talking about <laughs> drugs, like it's <laughs> I'm coming out guns are blazing, <laughs> and 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 we're going to see how many people really care about what I talk about. And if this QA section is going to be massive, like I'm I'm going to answer. As many questions as I can possibly answer mm-hmm. in in whatever show about whatever topic, about whatever subject, whether you agree with it, I might pick a couple of fights. I might invite some people on so I can argue with. It's gonna be it's gonna be nuts. Oh, he 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 in his bag, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, you you want to see me argue with somebody? That's you want to see scary. me go to the clip and empty out five shells? Ah, that's 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 what we're supposed to be for. Last time you did that, I'm trying to hear some interesting combos. 
I would just leave it at Oh, you you going to hear some interesting combos. Riddles reacts. You're gonna see me reacting to a whole lot of things. So just hopefully they experience what they talk about. Mm. Oh, listen, they're gonna have, they're gonna experience once they leave Riddles reacts. They that you're gonna feel that experience that. <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of fun. Oh man. I mean, me with my own show, what are they thinking? That's a terrible <laughs> idea, but it's 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 gonna happen. Yeah. It's gonna happen. <laughs> oh man, brother Hugh. Man, man, man. I'm just excited about this uh this new content that's coming out. So uh realness reacts, the water's doing this thing. I'm you know me, I'm still doing behind the scene thing until I get out there. You never know what I'm gonna jump out. Mm-hmm. But uh <laughs> hey, it's gonna be some good stuff. Y'all stay tuned. All right. Well, y'all, we appreciate everybody who's tuned in. We appreciate our patrons, you know, continue. If you haven't done so, get on the Patreon move, you know, just, you know, bless us with a dollar, bless us with five, bless us with 10 or bless us with 20. We appreciate it. Give a shout out. We got, um, we actually got a couple giveaways coming up soon. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> um, you know, and then, like I said, we'll be hitting the road. Matter of fact, let me go ahead and flash that graphic real, real, real quick. Uh, we will be, at um uh um, hbcu con uh as myself a graduate of the great morgan state university all three of us are um dr d a graduate of coppin state university and Corey saunders a two-time 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 graduate once of umes and also Bowie state university so we're going to Bowie this sunday from two to four dr d's wrestling showcase and guess what we're talking, gentlemen? We're talking 20 years later, the Ruthless Aggression Era. We're talking oh ROH 20 years later and TNA Impact. Well, yeah, TNA, NWA's version. Dr. D says, where were you? So oh, That's, that's going to be one heck of a conversation. I can't wait he, for that one. Yeah, you know, Doc always, he loaded up, man. So we'll go out there and stay tuned because guess what? BlurCon has been... uh. You know, I think things are getting situated for that. So has it been greenlit? I saw the ad for it. Yeah, I think I think he's Home, you know he's coming the details this year? coming later. So homecoming yeah. theme this year? I think so. At least from the logo, that's what I saw. I said, okay, we got a homecoming vibe going on. Yeah, so man, look, the rum gonna be busy. Like I said, we got HBCU con, we got Blur con, we got um uh Invictus Pro going up there. We got Black Wrestle Fest. We're going up there in June. Uh-huh. Jabba Slam in in August. So yeah, we 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 not, busy. Not to mention that we're we're about to start like we just wrapped up pre production of what a couple weeks ago for yeah. uh what season are we on now? I can't keep up. Six season six. Yeah, I mean we we, we, we I mean for all sense of purpose we could call it season eleven, but you know right. six. You know season season six. You know so we we uh we've I remember I remember we, we sat down we put a lot of ideas we put a lot of pen to paper man so. And we came up. I don't remember coming up with this much before. <laughs> mm-hmm. I remember we were we came up with a few things, then we just kind of began to spiral. Man, I think we hit our stride. I think, mm-hmm. you know, that's why everybody's trying to get themselves back together and get back on this camera, and uh, so we can just put out. I ain't the- gonna lie, I'm thinking like, man, I'm a very high editor. <laughs> I 
mean, that's that's the move. Like I said, man, you can just, right, um, editor. I'm thinking, like you, you thinking we think about shooting the stuff. That's the fun part. That's the easy part. That's the easy part. Yeah. It's post production. Yeah, I got, I, I got some, I got some more heavy artillery, so I probably could do a little more editing this. I'm too. Yeah, yeah. See, that's the thing. You get it. I'm good. I'm, too, I'm, I'm too hands on. I'd be like. Nah, you ain't do that right. Nah, and I don't want to. I don't want to make no enemies. <laughs> nah, it's all good. I I take a crack at it. I can I can get back into editing some more. Like I said, I, yeah, I got yes, some, I got some more heavy artillery I can operate with now. So, uh, yeah, but that's that's all. another thing I'm looking forward to, man. That's just that's the bread and butter. Like that's 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 always going to be like home. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like that's that's where we got started. That's you know where we get a chance to kind of like I know on on a podcast we kind of talk about stuff that's kind of current, but. You know that aspect we can kind of go you know in the flagship show the original wrestling realm show we can go more into depth about certain subjects and certain topics and we can kind of tackle some things that we don't you know always have the time to tackle in uh mm-hmm. you know on a time sensitive podcast so man i'm just uh i'm looking forward to it man with that i think we rolling the brand is growing i appreciate everybody that supports us and we want to get back out there especially myself to kind of support everybody else that's been kind of holding down and supporting us for for so many years and uh so i'm just i'm ready to hit the road yeah let's do it all right gentlemen let's get ready to get out of here we appreciate all the support as always until the next time folks y'all know the deal too sweet Houston, we have a problem. Yes!